Continuing our study of the natural attribute of omnipotence, we ask, what do we know about the limitations of God's omnipotence from the Bible and from common sense? In 2 Timothy 2.13, we read, He cannot deny himself. We have seen that God possesses a power of personality or an energy of will to accomplish things and that this ability is unbounding. God has revealed himself in the Bible as the Almighty God. Devout men have been brought to the same profound concept of God and have proclaimed him the great, the mighty God, the Lord of hosts, as did Jeremiah in 32:18. The boundless energy of God was set forth in the creation of the vast universe and is now being manifested in its being sustained with such precision. Man has been given the mystery called life and recognizes God as its source. The affairs of men have been conducted with great power, with untold miracles as viewed by men. The world of angelic spirits, good and bad, we have seen are under the domination of the power of God. God holds the destiny of all beings in his hands. God is all-powerful or omnipotent. I am the Lord, Isaiah declared, and there is none else. There is no God beside me, 45.5 and elsewhere. But are we to conceive of the omnipotence of God as having no limitations? Or are there restraints and regulations opposed upon the boundless power of God? From the Bible and from common knowledge, we learn that there are numerous restraints and limitations. Let us proceed to classify some of them. First of all, there are natural impossibilities, and these are limitations in the operations of the divine omnipotence. Some conceive of the omnipotence of God as the ability to do the impossible. God can, without apparent effort, do things that are impossible with men, as Jesus declared, with men this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Matthew 19:26. The numerous miracles recorded in the Bible are such to us, but with God they are only the temporary suspension or the interruption of natural law. But strictly speaking, God cannot do the impossible. And thus, from this source, there are limitations of God's power or omnipotence. For example, we may say that God cannot deny his own existence, as we read about in 2 Timothy 2.13. If we suffer, the apostle said, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we believe not, Yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. So this is a limitation. 
Secondly, and of course, God does not possess the power to modify his own essence and being, nor to annihilate himself or terminate his own existence. Isaiah declared that God is the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. God is the great uncaused cause. We read in Hebrews 11:6, He that cometh to God must believe that he is. This is the starting point of all thought, and in no sense can the life of the Godhead be modified. Further, in the third place, we may say that God cannot create another God equal with himself. A cause must always be greater than what is caused, the source of life greater than imparted life. So God's omnipotence is limited here. Fourthly, God cannot make a thing to be and not to be at the same time. Reality must always be reality before God. If a certain thing is in existence, no exertion of power could possibly change that fact. A fact must remain a fact. Fifthly, God cannot make a past event that has occurred as not having occurred. A positive event in past history is an item that cannot be changed. So omnipotence cannot be self-contradictory. In the sixth place, God cannot make a material spirit, for example, or a sensitive stone, and the like. We might go through many such uh, contradictions, but these are absurdities and are not a test of the omnipotence of God. Many foolish expressions have arisen relative to omnipotence. These are plainly impossibilities. God can never create such, and so the omnipotent God cannot do the impossible. In the seventh place, God cannot abolish the laws of mathematics, for example, for these are merely the expression of what has been found to be true. We might think of the fact that a straight line must always be the shortest distance between two points. This can never be changed. There can never be a square circle, for example, as they are different concepts. Two and two can never equal five in any realm. And so this is not a challenge to the omnipotence of God. A part can never be greater than its whole, since the whole is the summation of the parts. Such are contradictions, and no power can make them otherwise. So the omnipotence of God is not challenged by these impossibilities. When we speak of the divine omnipotence, therefore, we refer to the performance of things which are objects of power. Such impossibilities are such in the nature of things, and are not within the realm of power anywhere. We can still say that God is omnipotent in spite of these natural impossibilities. 
as they limit the functioning of God. Natural impossibilities are not the only limitations in the operation of divine omnipotence, for we also learn from the scripture that the nature of God imposes limitations on the operation of divine omnipotence. The perfections of moral character, rectitude, goodness, intelligence, and wisdom of the Godhead place restraints on what they are able to do. We may say that the omnipotence of God is the power to do all things that are consistent with his nature and will. God is able to do whatever he wills, but his will is limited to doing those things which are in harmony with his wise and holy and perfect nature. God cannot do things contrary to himself. God is under the law of activity imposed by his own nature, therefore, and is not unrestrained upon the sea of operations. God cannot form purposes unwisely or hastily. God does not possess the ability to do everything that can be thought of. As one has said, God has power over his power. His essential being has power over the expenditure of his power. God wills what is on the whole in accord with the undivided impulse of his moral nature, with full comprehension of its implications. The scriptures refer to some things that God cannot do by virtue of his perfections. We shall look at four of these. Firstly, he cannot be unfaithful to his essential nature and being. The full balance of God's attributes will always prevail to govern all his activities. There is no possibility that this will not always be so, no possibility that virtue will disappear from the universe. As we read in 2 Timothy 2.13, If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. So God is perfectly true to the full expression of his great personality, and we may be positively sure that no act of omnipotence will be launched upon that is not in perfect consistency thereto. We also read about this in James chapter 1 and verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So there is no variableness in the essential personality of God, no leaning away from one attribute in the direction of another. The limitation of the omnipotence of God will be governed by the continuation of the essential character of God. And thus we see that there are limitations to the omnipotence of God. Not only are there natural impossibilities which limit God, but there are the limitations that spring from the very nature of God. 
and so we shall continue in our next meeting. My friend, it is of vital importance that we adjust ourselves to the concept of the omnipotence of God. We read in Hebrews what a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. How dreadful not to have repented, not to have accepted the kind, tender, merciful salvation that the Lord Jesus Christ gave his entire life to procure and went to the cross to sacrifice himself for the sins of the whole world, that every single sinner might be forgiven and might not fear the omnipotence of God, but might delight in the great loving God who is so tender and kind. May we pray. Our Heavenly Father, how we thank Thee again for the cherished concept of Thy great omnipotence, and how we thank Thee that Thy omnipotence is guided by Thy great character, that Thy great essence shines forth through the revelations of Scripture. We pray that many may bring themselves into adjustment with Thee by way of repentance or forsaking the ways of sin, coming to the cross of Jesus by faith, finding salvation full and free, and going on to serve Thee, blessed Master, forever. In Thy precious name we pray. Amen.